Hey, what's happening, everybody? How you doing today? You know, I am Chris. And I'm Christine. And as you can tell, we are not in the studio today. And because we are absent this week, we are going to give you a special treat. You've got mail. Here on this feed, we are going to bring over one of the fantastic podcasts that we were guests on. And so stay tuned for that. It's one that you're going to enjoy. Here it is for you right now. Welcome back to the Derek Duvall Show. We are overjoyed to be joined today by two special guests, the hosts of the Chris and Christine Show. How are you guys? Hey, hey, Derek. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm excellent. We're excited to be here with you. Thanks so much for inviting Thank us. Thank you so much for inviting us on this platform. It's amazing. This whole podcasting is awesome. You are my third guests. Wow, so, fantastic. Yeah. Lucky number three. Yeah. Well, there's two of us, so. But when well, there's you, three when it's all three of us together. Well, when this right. becomes a million-dollar podcast, people will go back into the archives, and they'll say, oh, wow, these guys are really cool. And then, you know, it just happens, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I asked my guest the first question. How are you two currently dealing with the COVID-19 crisis? What is this COVID-19 you speak of? Is it something that we should be (laughs) looking out for? (laughs) I've heard it's Corona-19. Corona-19, you make it sound like a beer. I I don't want a Corona-19. That sounds bad. (laughs) Do you want your Corona-19 with lime? Or how do you take a (laughs) Corona-19? So I'll just speak for myself. So Chris and I have had a really unique set of circumstances where where we've been significantly impacted by COVID. Um, First of all, I got really sick in April and the doctors thought I had COVID. But then on top of COVID and all of the dynamics with the shelter-in-place guidelines. We've had two home floods and a canceled and rescheduled wedding all in the midst of it. It's just a, a bucket of fun. Right. And we took a road trip, too, went out of town. And that was fun, too. Although, when you get to some places, and a lot of places are closed, like the... Uh, rest in- stops. <laughs> rest, rest stops, indoor dining, you know, places like that. But COVID, for me, since I am an essential worker, so to speak, I am a uh, truck driver. I drive gasoline locally. Um, it did slow down a little bit towards the beginning of the pandemic, uh, work-wise, but it's kind of picked up a little bit. There's more cars back on the road. Uh, it's not quite full potential like it was like last year, but we are staying busy. So I'm working every day. Christine's in the house every day, and I get so jealous that I, she's at home on her computer in the office, and I got to leave and go to work. He makes it sound like I'm not doing anything. I'm working well, full-time remotely because I work with school districts. And, of course, kids are not in school. They're remote learning. I saw something very interesting the other day. That, and just go back to your comment about more cars on the road. That um, pollution has started to slowly climb back up again now that most people are not sheltering in place anymore. I thought that to be very interesting. Do you guys notice that in San Diego that much? Or is that more of an L.A. thing? Probably more of an L.A. thing. I mean, they are, there's pollution everywhere. If anywhere there's cars, I would say there's pollution. But, you know, I haven't heard that stat and I haven't really paid attention much to that. But I think that it's possibly because it's been kind of overshadowed by the tremendous amount of wildfires we've had in the area, oh, yes. which has mixed with the air quality. And so right now, I don't know if people can really kind of differentiate between what was smog versus what was wildfire. Fortunately, the wildfires in our area are now 100% contained. But oh, they are? Yeah. That's awesome. Woo-hoo. Yeah. They announced it yesterday. So that was exciting. I know up north there are just... I've seen some pictures from up north that just, they're just horrible, just absolutely grotesque to, to, to gaze upon. 
Yeah, my parents own property just um, in the midst of where the creek fire up in the, um, it's just outside of Yosemite area was raging. And fortunately for them, the fire stopped. Well, it didn't come closer than a half a mile from them. Mm -hmm. So they're really thankful for that. But it incinerated so many, so many Yeah, and our house happens to be luckily in the heart of the city. So wildfires aren't really a thing for Mm -hmm. us per se, because we're so like just, in the middle of the city, I guess. I guess. What are you doing, Christy? Christine's over there eating her microphone. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think that Chris mentioned in the midst of all of this with our most recent home flood, we're actually living in a hotel. Yeah, he, so. he did mention to me that privately, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are living in a hotel. Um, it's actually more like a resort. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that the resort has got all the amenities are closed. Like the big oh. giant pool is closed, the jacuzzi is closed, the big like bar they have, this whole like bar section, hotel like lounge bar, closed. Maid service only comes once a week. It's, whole, it's horrible. Do you guys remember growing up watching The Price is Right? I love it. I was on The Price is Right. Oh, I was too, but I only in the audience. Only in the audience. So was I. I was the audience too. <laughs> Do you remember the sound the show made when someone got the price wrong? And the game ended. Yes. That's what oh, I feel yeah. like you guys should have as your ringtones right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might. That perfectly enca- encapsulates w- what your guys have been doing with this last couple of months. So, All right. Now we're just living. Hopefully soon, everything will be good together. Like, good news today. We just finally closed escrow on the refinancing of my house, which has taken the longest. This is like, I should give them a congratulations for being the longest refinancing job in history. It's, we started the process back in, I think, June. Uh, was it June, Christine, or earlier than that? Oh, it might have even been before that. It's been a long time. And here time. we are into late September, and we're just now signing the closing documents. But, uh, but no, um, and the funny thing is we're only saving like, what, 100 maybe $200 off our mortgage. So it's not like a big chunk of change we're saving. But, but, it's like, it, adds the- up, but it adds up in the, in the long run. Exactly. So at one point I was like saying, "Screw this! We're gonna cancel it. We're done. I'm not even want to do this mortgage thing. I don't want to. I just want to keep what we have and, and call it a day because it was taking so long. It was this problem and that problem and all this other stuff. Actually, didn't buy it together. Yeah, no, we didn't even refinance it together. So we made an agreement that until we say I do, we're gonna keep it separate. And we're seven weeks away from the wedding. So you keep all our fine. Like she has her own car, her own car payment. It's all on her. I got mine. It's all on me. I bought the house before I met Christine, so um, it was all by myself, and so everything's just, I take care of that, and, and Christine helps out financially with things, so it's not like it's, you know. So my, my question for is, if you read your Twitter bio, you know, you're the dynamic duo who have found love after divorce. I mean, I, I assume both of you had to go through, uh, obviously, trial by fire to find each other. Can you tell a bit, a little bit how you guys met and uh, what you guys went through? Well, yeah, sure. To, okay, take us over, Christine. Um, well, I don't know. Which version of the story are you going to tell, Chris? Uh, the, the awesome version, The of one course. that makes me look desperate? No. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> the truth. So, Derek, we met on Match.com. And um, actually, this was my second stint on Match.com, but I met Chris. Um, after I like said no to dating for like five months, I was just working on myself and then I decided to get back on match and we connected about two weeks into my three month subscription, but it was a little different for Chris. Right. Well, I was on match.com for a while. I was dating a while, you know, I was getting my uh, groove on as you say. And, um, so 
I was on it, and just like what you were saying earlier off off uh, recording here, we're talking about the satellite radio. How if you go tell them you're going to cancel, they'll throw you a bone like a discount. Match.com would do the same thing, exactly the same thing. So I knew when you log in to cancel, they'll say, "Hey, hey, hey, hold on a second. Before you cancel, how about we throw you another three months for say, I don't know, eighty percent off?" And I say. <laughs> Okay, what the hell? <laughs> you know, so, so I would do it, and then I, I kept I kept saying, "This is the time I'm really going to cancel it and be done with it," because it wasn't working out, or I meet these people, it didn't work out, or whatever. And then right before I was going to cancel it, this last time, Christine actually sent me a message and said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I said, "Who's <laughs> this chick?" <laughs> that's a story he likes to tell, Derek. But the truth is, he'd been checking out my profile for a couple of days because on the paid account, you can see when somebody's peeping at you, and mm-hmm. so I. I saw he'd look at my profile, though I'd go look at his. See? He'd look at mine again. Mm-hmm. I'd look at his. And when I got back on online dating, I was like, I am not going to make the first move. I'm going to let the guy pursue me. And then after four times, I was like, okay, so looking at his profile now four times, it seems like we have a lot in common. I better message this guy. Maybe he's not paying for his account because if you don't have a paid account, you can't read your messages. Oh, and wow. so I was like, well, I better message him. Maybe he's not paying for it. So I better find out now. And then I messaged him like, hey, looks like we have a lot in common. Would be nice to chat with you. And then I was thinking, oh, I'm never going to hear back from him. And then within like an hour or two, I heard back from him. But he was actually very different than any other guy that I saw on match.com because he was super upfront in his profile. And he's like, I'm a single dad raising two boys full time. I'm looking for another single parent that understands the struggles of being a single parent. I bought my own house in San Diego and I'm independent. So I'm looking for somebody similar to that. And I, I, that's not something you see very often on profiles. It's normally like, I'm looking for my Disney fairy tale or whatever, you know, just random stuff. Oh, the shirtless selfie in the gym. Oh my gosh. Those are so ridiculous. I I admire you guys. I know people personally who have fallen in love and gotten married through match.com and I, I support it 100%. I think that's a beautiful story you guys have told. Well, thank you. Appreciate Thanks, that. And, and then the podcast popped up a little after that. Yeah, that about was, a, a year into our relationship. That's my next question. It's like, at what point did you sit on the couch, look at each other and say, you know, we should do a podcast. You know, it's funny how I'll start. Can I tell you how it started, Christine? Yes. Okay, I'll tell you how it started. So I've always wanted to do a podcast forever, but I never had the courage to do it. And I never knew the technical like how to's, how to really do it. You know, like I got to buy all this stuff. I got, you know, like I didn't want to invest all this money to find out if it didn't really want to work out or wasn't really for me. So what, what, what happened was is that my son, uh, who's 10, now, I think he'd been nine at the time, he had an Xbox and he wanted to play the Fortnite game with all his friends. And all his friends have these like headsets to plug into the um, controller so they all can chat with each other while they're playing the game. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I ordered him one on Amazon, one of those just generic headsets for your Xbox or whatever. But there was an adapter that came with it that you can plug it in to your computer. So I get the thing and I plug it into my computer and I start playing with it. I start playing radio with it, just pretending to play around with it. I'm like, you know what? I think I might be able to make a podcast with this stupid thing. But then I'm like thinking, um, I don't want to do a podcast by myself. And there's only literally only one like microphone plug on this computer to do it that way. Otherwise, you have to go USB. So I'm thinking like just researching it. These things were only like the headset was probably $15. So it wasn't very much. So I'm thinking for maybe $15, $20, maybe a $40 investment. 
Christine and I could play podcasts and see if we even like it. Mm. And then I, I ran the idea by her, like, hey, um, do you want to do this? Well, no, it's a little bit different than that. He says to me, it, it was very like trying to get me to bite on the line. He was like, so, you know, I've been thinking about doing a podcast, but, you know, if I do it by myself, there's nobody to like banter back and forth with. And I really think that I need a co-host. And I was like, oh, really? Well, who are you thinking of? And he's like, well, I was kind of thinking of you. And I was like, um, and I'm thinking in my mind, like I'm in my doctorate. I'm, I'm earning my doctorate right now. I run a business. I work full time. I travel back and forth with my son. Do I really have time? But then he really, really wanted to do it. And I was like, you know what? To me, it's really important that I invest in his hobbies and his interests because I think that like helps a relationship to grow is when you take a genuine interest in the hobbies of your partner. And so ladies, if you're listening, pay strict attention to what Christine is saying right now. That is, that's <laughs> outstanding work. Keep going, keep going. Say more things like that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot and decided to, to do it with him. But from the get go, even though I, it's always been like the Chris and Christine show, Chris has been the lead behind figuring out all of the technical stuff. And I just really work hard to put on a good attitude, even when I'm tired to show up for him and to keep running this podcast, because it's something that's super important to him. And it's kind of like relationship therapy for us. <laughs> right, it is. And ma many ways than w just one. The, the intro, the startup, the, hey, stop, let's do it again. Cut that. Okay, we, did you really say that? Stop, rewind, let's release that, let's do it over. A lot of that stuff. But in early days to our podcast, like literally, I literally had no idea how to even do a podcast. I didn't know nothing about editing software. I knew nothing about uh, microphones to use or how to even use them. So I went down to Amazon, the old Amazon shop, and I looked up, what is the cheapest USB microphones that I can pick up for like 20 bucks? Mm -hmm. I bought two of them and extra cords and headphones and all that. But the one thing that really threw us off in the early, early days is that we didn't realize this until it happened, was that when you plug a USB microphone into the computer, well, a couple of things. One, when you plug a USB microphone into the computer, and you plug two of them into the computer, the computer's like, uh, which one are we using? This one or that one? Because they're not gonna try to use both at the same time. You have to trick the computer to reuse both. Once you figure out how to trick the computer, then you we were listening through headphones back. But the problem is with the USB, <laughs> was that it had a huge major delay in latency in the sound. You would say something and it would go back to your ears like a half a second later and you were like... Oh my gosh, we sound yeah. drunk. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> <laughs> we start slurring our words or delaying our words because you're trying to catch up to what you hear in your ears to what you're saying and it's it is just... The, the, struggle, the struggle truly is real when it comes to that. I, I empathize 100%. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing that like music artists face. Like, you'll see them pull out their in-ear monitors mm -hmm. when they're on stage. And it's that same thing. It's that uh, half a second or second delay. And it's like, you've already moved on, but you're, then your brain is trying to wait to hear that sound and it slows you down. And so I remember this, I remember there was a documentary Michael Jackson did, um, but he was getting ready to go on tour before he passed away. And he was talking about those in-ear microphones. He had never used them before. Uh, so in-ear headsets, he'd never used them before. And he refused to do it. He's like, I, I just can't do it. I right. I remember that very well. It's also why probably a lot of podcasters, especially newer ones, they don't use headphones at 
all. They just pop the microphone on the table and start talking. But it is a good idea, and at least one person in the group to have them on, is so that you can notice, oh, wait a second, there's a clicking sound I mm-hmm. hear that's being picked up. Or your audio, your, your echo, you're not next to the microphone. Can you please move closer? I can't quite hear you. It's, it's good to kind of hear it in real time. And that's what I read about. So that's what we did. But that I didn't realize the uh, the latency was so bad that it was so it was causing such a major delay. So we'd have guests in here. We had my sister in here one time, and we had her. We threw her on headphones with the major latency, and she sounded like she had a disability or something because she was it was so bad. You know, she was like ah, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's a delay. But now we actually have interface with zero latency, so everything is uh, sharp and crisp, and it sounds so much better. It was like a a game changer when we upgraded to that equipment. Right. On the twentieth episode, do you have you ever done like face to face, like Zoom or anything like Zoom recording, or is it all done through Clean Feed? Most of our stuff's been done through Clean. Interview wise, it's been all done through Clean Feed. Although we did try, we did do a Zoom audio only once or twice, and we did a Google Voice once or twice phone call. Mm-hmm. But it's all been audio related, never Zoom face to face type stuff. I did find out though that you can run Clean Feed and Zoom at the same time. Ooh. So heads up with that. But you have to mute the Zoom. Mm -hmm. But I have been interviewed by several other podcasts and they've used Zoom to interview me. So we know how to set up for that Mm -hmm. for an interview. It's just with the two of us, it doesn't work well for our format because when we are doing our podcast, we like to face each other. And right. that means that Chris's back is to the so, camera. Yeah, if you, if you were looking at the camera right now, you'd see back of my head. That's all you would see. <laughs> so have you ever done one in person? Have you ever had brought someone into your, you know, where you go and, and do an interview that well, way? Yeah, or so? we have... We had my mom. My we had we had family come in for uh, last year. They mm-hmm. came in here. But uh, we actually just recently went in person. Oh, yeah. We were interviewed by, it's called the 10 Steps Further podcast, and that uh, episode came out mid-September, and uh, we were interviewed on that show in person, and it was a nice setup with um, like boom arms and mics, but mm. none of us were wearing headphones, and so... Um, yeah, the the sound varied a little bit from person to person. Thankfully, Chris and I are experienced in podcasting, so we could kind of keep our our levels consistent. Even though we couldn't see him or right. hear, we couldn't see the levels or we couldn't hear the levels, we just knew how close to a microphone you had to be and how you know how to, how to use it. Because I've heard their podcast and they. Because they don't do it that way, you can t- you can hear the host sound bright and clear, but the guests are like, yeah. So my question is, like you said that. You've, you've experienced in podcasting. You've been doing this now for quite a while. My question is to you, how did the first recording go? Well, it, it was very nervous. I was extremely nervous, and I was using those headphones, like I was saying earlier, that had that major delay. So you take me, very nervous, with this huge delay in my ears, trying to like wing it, and Christine refused to wear headphones, so she just did it in like all natural style, and so she was a little quicker. You made I, me sound like such a mean person. Christine refused. <laughs> no, well, you did, and then you finally got you on board, but so it was very nervous, and we kind of just like got went into it, and, and it's okay. I mean, the audio was as great as it is now obviously right and at the time our format we didn't really like chris mentioned we didn't know what we were going to do for podcasting so we decided to focus on hot topics Mm -hmm. and our title of that episode one is called beef and bitmojis and so we were debating about uh burger king bringing out the impossible whopper 
and the, veg- like, the vegetarian burger yeah oh wow but okay. it was like the impossible burger that actually like when you bite into it it gives red juice like it's oh, actually meat and then uh we were talking about so it's beef and bitmojis and the other one was about millennials using bitmojis and different types of features on their resumes and we had a, a little debate about that it was fun to be able to engage together and to release it. And I just remember like, it was so fun to put it out to the world thinking that maybe our parents would listen to it. And that <laughs> right. was our hope. And, and at the time too, we were, we were, uh, we're hosting, it was with uh, SoundCloud and they had a first three hours were mm-hmm. free. You could upload. So I figured three hours that maybe a 30 minute podcast will probably upload six episodes and call it a day, mm-hmm. you know, just for fun. You know, didn't think nothing of it. I remember the very first time we did my old podcast that we were a part of and it was the five of us in a room. It was a pink room. We call it the Victoria's Secrets room at my at my best friend's house. And we had these really cheap looking microphones and they were gold. I remember these specifically. Wow. They were gold. And then we were like, this is going to be terrible. And with the survivors, and the first film we did was The Godfather. And we finally get done, and it's recorded, it's saved, it comes to me. And it is hands down, it sounded like World War II radio chatter. <laughs> Why was that? Just you could so hear, far apart? It was, there was no pop mic. You could hear every breath, every snort, every... Me being the person that I am, edited it all together like a professional podcast and put it out into the world... And we lost, I'd say, about 80% of our audience right out the gate. So about two weeks later, me and another, and another person who was on the podcast were sitting at a brewery, having a few beers, and we're like, you know what we should do? And he, and he says, what? I said, we should really just take that episode down, pretend it doesn't exist. And he says, Derek, that's the, <laughs> best, that's the best idea I've ever had in my life. I was like, all right, so... <laughs> We took it down, and I'm the only one in the world that has a copy of it. Well, they say, well, I've heard another trick to do is when you're starting a podcast is just to record a good five or ten, like record them before you release them, just to kind of like practice episodes, I guess, to kind of get your feet wet in the podcasting space so that, but I think just jump in, just go in for it, just go for it, and then, because you're going to get better as you go along, you know? I remember the second episode was Nine Day. We actually invested in professional microphones and pop filters and a proper recording equipment. And and we, I remember it was just night and day from episode one. And we slowly got our audience back. I mean, we heard everything from, you guys suck. We can't believe you subjected us to this. I've heard better conversations in porn. You guys are terrible. And that was just our family. God knows what the, oh, wow. God, God knows what the internet was saying about us, you know? So, oh, wow. So, that's rough. But yeah, so um, that's the thing about it. Like, you know, the challenge of podcasts, you know, there's, there's well over a billion of them out there. What does your audience consist of mostly? Well, it's kind of, it varies. So we've done some market research, I guess you would call it, some surveys of our listeners. And um, we... We're majority women, but just a small majority, but it tends to focus on um, like people in their 30s and 40s, some millennials. Younger too. We saw younger too, yeah. Some millennials. uh, And then families, uh, we focus a lot on some of our like intro and outro types of work on our relationship and co-parenting. Our interviews that we have are a wide variety of different people. 
but um, we try to make it really family friendly. And so when you listen to our show, you're not going to hear profanity. And we try to make it something that you could play while your kids are in the car because mm-hmm. we, between the two of us, have three kids and they like to listen to the show. And so we try to market it in that way. And um, we know some people are looking for things that are a little bit edgier, but that's not really our vibe. Well, I try to do it more radio friendly. I, I always say like like, ra- like radio for me has always been the benchmark mm-hmm. for how I like our podcast to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I remember when I came on your show a couple of months ago and I asked you in advance, like, what kind of show do you want to be? You said PG, PG-13 at most. <laughs> and I remember I had a I had a post-it note on my desk and I taped it to the computer that says, no F-words. And I remember just literally staring at this, at this <laughs> post-it note while I'm talking to you. And I remember that there was a long delay when, you were, when we were talking about some of my past activities. And I was like, uh, no, I don't believe so. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I was very proud of myself for that, considering I'm an old sailor. So, oh yeah, I hear you. I'm an old trucker, so I guess I get, I get the vibe. But I yeah. know maybe you need a post-it note like that. Uh, well, okay, I can always edit it out. <laughs> and I think I tell our guests because we have the uh, advanced version of Clean Feed where you can run multiple tracks, mm-hmm. so everybody's on their own track. So that I tell the guests, I say, hey, if you say anything, don't worry about it. Um, I will just. Bleep silence it out. It, yeah, yeah, silence it out and edit, you know, and it doesn't affect the show. So now you guys are coming up on, I believe you just started season two. Am I correct on that? Year two, yeah. Well, yeah, we don't usually do seasons so much. We don't classify. We do year like two. years. Okay. Yeah, years. It's so our second year. What, what kind of traffic are you guys up to? Are you, you've carved out a nice niche of the of the podcasting world for yourselves? Or are you guys struggling for listeners? Or Well, just like a lady never tells her age, we have made a commitment to not actually share numbers because for us, we feel like it takes away from the the true nature of why we went into podcasting, which mm-hmm. was for ourselves and for our relationship. We have very strong numbers and consistent downloads. And we are across, I think, over 25 countries right 30, now. I think 30 by yeah, now. Close That's to awesome. 30 countries. And uh, we have listeners from, I believe, 46 of the 50 states. Um, and so we feel like and we feel like we've got a really nice following. We have some real loyal listeners. And, uh, you know, get a good social media presence and people interacting with us. And so, you know, it was never for the numbers that we went into this, but we have been uh, very pleasantly surprised along the way as to who listens and why they listen and then who reaches out to us to ask them to ask us to be on their show because maybe something we've said has hit home with them. And we find that it's mostly when we tell our stories of our journey through dating after divorce and blending our families that people really connect with us. My question for you now that you are in year two, have you got like big plans? Like, you know, are you going to go to Patreon? Are you, are you, well, we actually, funny thing is we started the Patreon like after episode two or three, but I never really did anything with it. Like I set the account up and I even plugged it on the podcast, but, but we never got anything happening. So Christine's like, maybe we shouldn't plug it so much. I think it's turning people off the Mm. whole, they might sound like a desperate, you know, or whatever. So we stop. We stop. Kind of. I mean, I do link it into the show. Like at the show notes, there's a link for it. Mm-hmm. But we never really like plug it. It's not become a big, big part of our show. It, it is available. I do have the account set up. But uh, if anybody's out there that wants to uh, <laughs> tip us big on Patreon, we'd appreciate that. I have, a, qu- I have, a, I have a quick question for Christine, real fast. You were just talking about you were in 46 of 50 states of the 
of the four that you're missing, what state would you like to be in the most? Oh, that's a tricky question. I don't know what state, um, which ones are they. So I don't think that we have any listeners in Montana so far. And Do so, they have phones in Montana though? <laughs> don't, don't put down. We want to get into Montana. I just think it's a pretty big state. I know it's not super populous, right. but um, we would love to have listeners in Montana. I find that in the the more southern part of the East Coast, we have a pretty heavy presence. Mm-hmm. We don't have a consistent listenership from like New Jersey area yeah, or we Maine. Do. We have a couple. A couple, but I would say like that presence getting a little bit more concentrated in the northern East Coast states would mm-hmm. be really great because I think that has lots of connections overseas and then through the mid part of the country. But I think that, you know, back to your other question of plans for year two, one of the other things that we've been branching into, and I say by we, I mean, Chris, is um, more studio services and offering up editing services and consultations to up and coming podcasters and um, we've put together some little modules to do one-on-one consultations with beginning podcasts. And uh, Chris is really great at that. He's really, I think, uh, got a talent, a knack for teaching people some of the ropes of what's worked for us and right. and helping them through the editing process. And mm-hmm. so that's something that I would love to see him grow in because well, I know he's you. so passionate about it. Well, it's it. also too, I have, I have a pretty good ear for these kind of things. Like a lot of, like I don't understand a lot of the heavier programming or the heavier equipment that's out there. I don't understand any of that stuff, but I do understand what my ears can hear. And if it sounds good to me, then it sounds good. And what I've always tried to do from the earliest days of our podcast is try to make it sound the best I can with very, very little investment involved. Mm. And you can do that. And I think a lot of people think that when they get into podcasting, they need to buy this $500 microphone or this $1,000 mixer or this new computer and all this fancy junk. You really can do it with maybe 50 bucks investment, maybe a hundred bucks investment. You can have a really good sounding show. Um, it doesn't take a lot. I think for me, the most part, the, the expense that I've uh, occurred is is yes, I needed uh, a filter box. Yes, I needed a you know I needed a good microphone, and I needed obviously to pay for the platform to host my show on. I feel like that's where most of my costs have gone. But, but you don't even have to do you, that now. You can go free. If there's places that have it for free. We don't do that, but there are yeah. ones that are for free. Although I would kind of be wary about ones that are free because you never know. Um, you know, I mean, if it's free, it's, I mean, it's like anything in life, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> but no, I, I tell you, honestly, I, I, me, Derek, well, I've, I'm, a, I'm a loyal listener. I've been enjoying your show for quite a long time. Even before I was a guest on it a couple of months ago, I, I have to say, and, and I mean this sincerely, if it wasn't for you guys, most of what we're doing today would probably wouldn't exist because Chris, Chris, you have basically held my hand for this entire process. And, uh, I know. I, I, I know. It's a sweaty hand at that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. For all my my loyal Derek Duvall listeners, tr- trust me. If it wasn't for Chris and Christine, there would be no Derek Duvall. So, uh, yeah, it's you guys are you guys are pretty much the the genesis behind some of this project. Well, like I said, if we can do it, then anybody can do it, and it's so simple. If you need help, you hit us up, ChrisandChristineShow.com. and uh, and it's Chris and Christine with K's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can hit us up, and we will uh, we'll hook you hook you through the uh, the process of starting up. But it's it's very very simple to do. That's awesome. That's the awesome. hard part, I think, for most people is is uh, just starting. You know, that's the hardest part. My opinion is this: is like there are a million movie podcasts, there are a movie, there are a million music podcasts. To find something that's truly original, very hard to do in this in this right. 
to find something that's truly original. And the problem I have with podcasting is like now you've got your Conan O'Briens, you got your you know your Rob Lowe's and the the big celebrities. Names, the stuff. celebrities yeah. are starting to get into podcasting, and you're like, well, how can I compete with that? You know, so yeah, that's right. That's that's hard because I think like I always we had a celebrity on once, and I asked him because he had a podcast, and I asked him because you're a celebrity. Did you automatically get all these like numbers? And he said, "No, not really. Maybe at first, but um, but I think it depends. I mean, every major celebrity, they're going to have their fans, no matter what they do, no matter what they say. They're going to they're going to be glued to whatever thing they put out there. But I think of these a lot of these celebrity shows, they do get kind of boring because they're them talking to their buddies about what's going on in their billion dollar houses right. and how they're yeah. made mistreated this one day, and how <laughs> their their Lamborghini got a flat tire and it's in the world you know so, I mean, so basically what you're saying is not relatable <laughs> you know we try to be well we are super down-to-earth people and we try to bring a down-to-earth vibe to our podcast so that it's accessible and relatable and something that people feel like we're genuinely in it to help make the lives of other people better see my the idea of between my show what like kind of like what we talked about a couple months ago when I said what I wanted to do was basically I wanted to showcase people who 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 doing extraordinary things like in your case you're uh, you know a, a future husband and wife who are trying to communicate the to people that yes you can have success after divorce you know you can you know be happy again you know and i admire that about you guys the fact that you guys also took it and made it a show is even better for me and that's why i was so honored that you guys were, were willing to come on my show well and if you buddy Anything. Yeah, we appreciate being invited. You know, we take a, a very humble approach to this that everybody that's tuning in is taking, just like you've mentioned, an hour or whatever out of their day to listen to this. And they, you know, time is a currency and mm-hmm. we all have to be very careful about how we spend it. And so if we're going to take time to talk with people, we want them to feel that we've shared our hearts and been vulnerable and transparent Mm -hmm. and not been some of those people that try to put on airs or, you know, try to come off as something that we're not. Chris and I Yeah, it's like the Facebook, uh, was it flashy Facebook or flat? Or yeah, like the Instagram Mm -hmm. feeds that are like super perfect. Like look at my new car I just bought or look at my new blah, blah, blah. Where's my perfect husband and my perfect wife, my perfect Mm -hmm. kids and, you know. Yeah, Yeah. we're two very imperfect people that are just trying to figure out how to navigate our way through love and blending our families and podcasting has helped become a really good vehicle for us through that. And also, I think uh, consistency is king. If you can be very consistent on your show or any show, I think it really, really helps out to be, um, you know, to, to put it out there every single. Be, even if it's kind of mediocre, I think just constantly plugging away at anything you do and just don't give up. You know. I think what I might do is uh, put a tagline at the end of the show saying Match.com actually can work. <laughs> yes, if you're going to go to Match.com, use promo code Chris and Christine, and you get you get 100 off of your first. Oh eight. my gosh, you're such a liar! But do you but, actually? But do you get to message to each other though? <laughs> right, uh, you 100 off your first date with, with the love of your choice. So I actually did uh, message Match.com our story and say like, would you be interested in being a sponsor for a podcast? And I heard crickets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have one last question I ask all my guests, and this this is probably the most heaviest question I ask. If you have a chance right now that the entire planet is listening to this show, what do you want to say to them? Well, I would say you can find us at com. 
<laughs> what you got, baby? Um, I would say that we would love for you to tune in to our show and hear our hearts and listen to our journey with our hope to be to inspire each of you. All right, guys. Go ahead and tell them how they can find your amazing podcast. All right. So you can find us on Instagram at K2 Show San Diego. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we also are on Facebook. You can find The Chris and Christine Show, and that's Chris and Christine with Case. Uh, our website is com. Again, Chris and Christine Show with Kays. And you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. But everything you want to know, everything you want to know about us is found right on our website. That is com. You will find links to all of our places you can hear our podcast, whether it's uh, Apple or Google or Stitcher or Witcher or Nitcher or whatever they have next days. I don't know. You can find us on all those ones. <laughs> Plus, you can find our email link and all that good stuff and a little bios about us and a little background and we got some cool little youtube videos on there and as a special little treat i just tossed up there this week we have a little section that has other podcasts that we have guested on we have those also on the podcast on the website i want to say thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart you guys are absolutely phenomenal people and i'm i'm beyond beyond overjoyed that i know you guys so uh, i want you guys to enjoy the rest of your weekend best you can i hope your uh, your your house gets sorted out soon and your refinance <laughs> <We> do, us too <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening thanks derek thanks for having us on the show thanks Derek. remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret so love the people who treat you right forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason if you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward.